what is good y'all happy wednesday it's your hostess with the mostest coming at you live kristen ayana and welcome back to another episode of black talk radio where we discuss the latest in black culture black news and black entertainment now on today's episode we have a very special guest devin who will be coming in and chatting with us via ig live so i'm super duper excited to have him um, he's in the media industry like myself. He's the host and creator of The Devon Hour, which is a super dope show. And in addition, of course, we got <laughs> the media topics. Um, I also want to announce, though, that next week and the week after that, I won't be here because your girl is going on a vacation. So I'll be in Jamaica. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. I've spent a lot of today prepping and trying to get my business stuff in order before I go. But I think it's going to be a cool little trip. It's funny, though, because I have school still. LOL. So I'll still be working to some capacity. It's like you can never really get away, honestly. So, but, you know, of course, we got to go into our media topics. So the first story. Dr. Dre's estranged wife accuses him of holding a gun to her head um, in divorce documents and, you know, basically just saying how he was really physically abusive to her. Now, I just think that's sad. Like, I don't know. I just want everyone to be better. Um... But, you know, it's crazy because I feel like we always knew Dr. Dre was abusive, though. Like, I don't think that was something that was shocking. I don't know. I felt like like multiple, multiple people have spoken out about Dr. Dre being abusive. But recently, you know, he was in the hospital for, you know, having a brain aneurysm. And Nicole, which is his wife well, soon-to-be ex-wife, came out and spoke and, you know, just a couple days before this was, you know, he had the brain aneurysm, this was put out about how she said he was abusive. Now, I have DJ Bam in the studio with me, so I just want to know, DJ Bam, what are your thoughts on this story and her coming out, basically, about the abuse? Like you said, we don't we don't see the movie straight out of Compton, we right? And you see where Drake come from. Not saying that give him a reason to do the things he allegedly done. You see, I gotta use the word allegedly. Oh baby, I, I believe <laughs> it. Well, it it been it been told. You know what I mean, they was wild back then in the '90s. So, but um, it just once again, uh, I feel like it's a little karma biting and um biting Dre in the behind mm-hmm. because like right before he he had oh, that little stroke she came out and then that happens so but like I said man me personally wish him nothing but the best her he's still in there but he's doing better mm-hmm. but as far as in HUD coming at him and I don't get it he's gonna give you some type of money I don't, I don't think but I don't think I, money I don't, can cover up abuse though it can't but like why all of a sudden now this should have been stuff should have been target right when it hit the uh media right or wrong because mm. when it because when it hit the media she was like 
I just want money and da da da. And I was saying the the I just want money thing didn't work. So now it's he was abusive. He put a gun. You should have. But I feel like we've always like. I don't know. Me hearing Dr. Dre being abusive, that's not shocking to me. Like, I think... It's, it's, I, I'm be honest. It's not either with me. The first girl he was dating uh, with the little squeaky voice. I forgot M- Mich- Mich- Michelle. Yeah, whatever her name is. Then she started messing with Shug. <laughs> Shout out to the original who started the dot world. That's a thought, by the way. That's okay. A that's a thought. She, ran, she smashed the homie. So she's a thought because she smashed. Oh, but when dudes do it, it's nah. Fine. I tell niggas, I got friends. That I say you niggas a dog. You dogs. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. We all know Dr. Dre's abusive. I just feel bad, and I hope that like you know, she gets the help and stuff that she needs to recover from that. I hope overall, instead of keep trying to put out these stories to make them look bad. And finalize your divorce. But it's not it's it's not even that like she spoke out about it. The documentation from her divorce was leaked. Always. So always. I, I, uh, it's 2021. <laughs> let's stop with this leak stuff. Yo, let's, stuff be leaked. Let, 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 let's stop it. Listen. Hey yo, man. I got Dre and uh his ex soon to be ex-wife's paperwork. How much bread I could get? Here you go. It ain't leaked no but more. But that's leaked, though. Man, she ain't, ain't put leaked. it out, so it's leaked. It ain't leaked. And then half of the time, people put their own stuff out. What you mean? Like, she probably could have said, yo, let's make it look like it was leaked. Well, not her. Her alleged lawyer. You know what I mean? And then they, that lawyer trying to get that bread. But she's still going to get money. But, like, that will never cover up the fact that she was abused. Nah. So what she, so, so she, what she still trying to So she should speak out about being abused. Trying, like, she, she I trying, need money, and she, I need y'all to know that nigga's still trying to get that ass. four million a month. Yeah, she need that four million a month. Yes. Yo, you held a gun to my head. You lucky you're not the, in jail. The, the Amazon wife not even getting that much bread. You're lucky you're not in jail. You held a gun to my head. Like, uh, it's getting. She should have filed all that. Um, no. She's filed all that. She should never been with it this long. I don't want to hear it. She saw, she saw what love got to do with it. Everybody seen that Tina Turner movie. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. So, Airbnb announces a capital safety plan to ban rioters and hate groups um, ahead of the inauguration. So, basically, Airbnb, Verbo, and, like, other housing platforms, they aren't allowing people to book around the time of January 20th, which is the inauguration. I was about to say, how they, how they even going to determine... Yeah, so they're blocking bookings around that time in the D.C. area just to basically... Damn, you're not even going to be here for that. I don't want to be here. I wanted to be here. <laughs> I, I wanted to go down there until that, that little shenanigan thing thing happened last week. I ain't going down Not there. that shenanigan. <laughs> that shenanigan, dang, 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 whatever that thing was because they always out there talking about, we're going to die together today. You... <laughs> Yeah. If I was in that crowd, I'd be like, no, we, I didn't come down here for that. I protest, but you mean we going to die together today. But yeah, basically what they're doing is they're basically getting a head jump start so that the Trump supporters and Antifa and all of them, they won't have a place to stay so that they can't, you know, cause havoc during the inauguration. But like, there's still hotels, so... Ain't, ain't trust me. 
when a hotel see a bunch of certain type of people coming in with types of bags and stuff around that time, they already, first of all, the police and FBI and Army already gave the heads up. They already know what's about to happen down there. They already down there. I mean, yeah, they are, but like, mm, I don't know. We're going to have to see, but I definitely think it was a smart idea to start blocking, um, you know, that from happening because nah, it's super dangerous. A- 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 anybody, any type of rental should block it. I mean, they want to go down there. They want to mess something up. Tell them to book um, them campers. Tell them to pull up with, with uh, campers and stuff. And tents. And tents. Coming all the way from Arizona, Arkansas, and all that. Well, get, get your camper van and put it behind your uh, pickup truck. Okay. Um, moving on. Another topic is that now the U.S. is requiring people who travel out of the country once they come back you have to get a COVID test why they're just implementing this I don't know am I annoyed by that yes I am no but they've been doing that they, they say you have to automatic quarantine no matter what but though. quarantining and getting a COVID test is not the same thing so boom now starting January 26 if you are entering the United States from you know a country another country so, so I can fly travel, I can fly in United States Come back to my state. And not, you don't need a COVID test. I don't need a COVID test. But if I fly out to a country, country. that is so ass backwards. Yeah, I, I but here's system. my thing. I'm kind of mad because I leave for Jamaica tomorrow. I got a COVID test. I had to get a COVID test within like seven to 10 days before leaving. So did that, boom, fine. But now, because I'm planning to come back on the 29th. So I have to get a COVID test three within like three days before coming back home because I'm traveling outside of the United States. But I just feel like now the United States want to fake care, but we have the most, like we're the most embarrassing. Like we have the most cases. I could see why other countries are like, before you come here, get tested. I could really see that. I could see why, because we're not doing the necessary precautions as a unit, but you see what's going on down South, right? But now it's like, oh, if you travel outside, you know, you gotta you, have a COVID test. You know, you know who I did that was, right? That's exactly why they impeached this dumbass. <laughs> Trumpiana. Nah, but I guess I have to get the COVID test, another one. Um, I really don't like that thing up my nose, but it's not that bad. Nah, they said they got a SWAT one now. The yeah. mouth one? Yeah. I couldn't get that one. I went to my doctor's office and I got the one up your nose. I thought it was going to be worse. I don't get that because then how can you in another country get a COVID test? But, but. I have, And I'm going to have to pay for it. Um, that shit better be in an all-exclusive. Am I packing? I got to pay for it. I think my family friend's doctor, I think if I go there in Jamaica, it's like $80. I don't, I mean, what am I going to do? I don't have a choice at this point. But yeah, so if you're planning on traveling, you know, and you're coming back to the United States after January 26, you will need a COVID test if you are traveling domestically. Well, so, better go to Puerto Rico. That's part of the United States, people. Yo, you're sick. <laughs> like Puerto Rico's part of the United States, so hey. And our last topic of the night before we chop it up with Devin. Insecure is... Ending. Uh, uh, 
I want to hear this. Insecure, H- the show by Issa Rae on HBO is going to be heading into season five this year, and this will be the final season. Um, Issa spoke out with Deadline Magazine, and she said, Prentice, which is like the co-owner of the show as well, Prentice and I are so grateful that HBO believed in our show from the beginning and kept faith in us to see our vision through the end. We always planned to tell this story through five seasons, but we couldn't have made it this far without the tremendous support of our audience. I feel blessed beyond measures to bring our character stories to an end, on screen at least. Um, which is, I think, fair. If they always planned on, you know, having five seasons. See, I was about to say that. They actually planned to have five seasons. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a... They're getting cut off. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I like that. That, that was a respect. But I'm still sad. I, 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 I never really watched it. I've seen clips and whatever, but... Is it is it a possibility it could be a spinoff on somebody? It like, could, like I said, I, it I, I have I haven't like I, I'm not even gonna see and try to pretend, but like, is it a character update that could be a, a spinoff to something else? Like it could be a spinoff, but like, uh, like I'm real sad. Like that show's so good. Real quick before we get into the interview, what else you feel like it could be us told since they planned out five seasons already, like. What else you think that's missing? Well, I don't or, really... Or, or, or that could probably allege, let the show like, go past. There are some characters that I feel like we didn't really see their... their True. Like, their true side or their true life. Okay, okay, all right. Like, some of Issa's friends in right. the show. Um, so, I would like to low-key see that. And maybe that's something that is explored in, you know... Season five? Yeah, but... Mm. Shout out to Insecure, man. Yeah, Just... shout out to them. Don't worry about it. They'll be showing the reruns. Okay, but like, I don't watch rerun anything. Once I know how it ends, I'm not interested. That's ghetto, too. That's what you're going to say. It's not ghetto, but it's, it's just not my speed. I'm going to get you a t-shirt with, with a little your That little says logo. that's ghetto. That's ghetto. And then it's going to be like your shadow of your, of your body. Yeah, <laughs> because stuff just be ghetto. But we're about to add Devin <laughs> to the live. Hi. Hello. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, (laughs) No problem. For everyone in the live, this is the, or everyone listening live, however y'all tune in. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is the Black Talk Radio IG Live interview with Devin. So, first things first, can you tell us where you're from and what made you start getting into media? Yes, I'm from Jersey City, New Jersey. Um, What made me get into media, simply, I just really wanted to find a medium where I could just run my mouth and really express myself. And I think the media is the best form to do that. So, that's how I got involved in in all that. Um, I guess guess another story would be like my dad, he had his own radio show. Oh, wow. His own... Yeah, he had his own Caribbean. It was called Crazy Flavor Radio, Trinidadian based. Um, so I was there watching him and the DJs do their thing, and um, I would chime in here and there. So that really did inspire me to get into what I'm doing now. 
Okay, yeah, I love that. Um, I think that's super dope. My parents uh, didn't really do any of that. <laughs> so I'm kind of like the only person in my family, for real. But, um, yeah, I love that. I definitely could see how that would, you know, inspire you. So now you mentioned that you're from Jersey City. So I have yeah. to ask, like, what was it like growing up in Jersey City? And how would you say that has, like, maybe impacted you? Whether it be through your career or just as a person overall. Ooh. Um, growing up in Jersey City was interesting. Um, I grew up, well, I was originally in the hood, the hill that we like to call. Um, DJ Bam is from Jersey City. He's really in here, he's really in here like, just turned. <laughs> yep. I was originally I I lived on Grant in between MLK and Bergen, but then I moved downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, but not in like the the white folk area. No, not there. I'm I'm with the Puerto Ricans. I'm with the black folk. Right. Um. So that's where I grew up, and how I would say it impacted me. Well, since Jersey City is so diverse, I had the opportunity to be surrounded by so many different cultures and so many different types of people. Mm-hmm. I feel like growing up in Jersey City is such a specific experience mm-hmm. that nobody else gets to have. Um, so that definitely did impact me. And also, um, I was surrounded since I was surrounded by such a diverse community, I had the opportunity to really be myself and had the opportunity to to express myself the way I wanted to. Right, um, right, right. But that's my own privilege right there. But yeah, that's what it was like growing up in Jersey City. It was an interesting one, for say the least. Okay. <laughs> And now that we mentioned, you know, growing up, you know, your, a little bit of your upbringing, I want to get into the Devon Hour, of course. So <laughs> tell us, you know, what made you start the show? And then you guys did go under a rebranding. So I want to get into that as well. So first things first, tell us, like, how did you start the show? Why did you start the show? And all that good stuff. Ooh, okay. So the Devon Hour started originally as a radio show for WKNJ. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to WKNJ. My whole family love them. <laughs> um, at Kane University, let me add that as well. Um, it was a radio show, and I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just talking about our culture and just playing whatever music I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it evolved into a podcast because I really wanted to be more expressive. Okay. You know, with radio... You already know radio, you have to move a certain way, you have to hit certain guidelines at certain points. Right. With a podcast, you're just doing whatever the hell you want. You it's, follow your own... It's free yep. will, baby. <laughs> exactly, yep. You just do your own thing. So that's how it transitioned to that. And then this rebrand that we did, mm-hmm. let me just tell you, 2020 hit me like a ton of bricks. Ooh, child, come on. Retweet. <laughs> 2020 hit me like a ton of bricks. So I was dealing with learning about my own mental health, Mm -hmm. uh, my own anxiety. That was something I was dealing with and having to learn. And then I was reflecting on all of these years that I never had the opportunity to reflect on. Like, I had the opportunity to reflect on high school. I had the opportunity to reflect on college. You know, through college, you're kind of just going. Every day is just a different thing. You go, you go, you go. And you're really not living in the moment. Right, right. so it was, I just had to take a step back and I was like, I'm just unhappy. Mm-hmm. And also the podcast, I was very unhappy with it. I was unhappy with the color scheme. I was unhappy with the cover art. 
you know, I was pulling some people. Like I had Tracy G on. Um, hey, Fabi. I had Tracy G on. I had um, who else? Uh, Kevin Kenny from MTV came on the podcast. That's great. Um, I think you yeah, you came on. Yes, I did. Yep. <laughs> you came on the podcast. We had who else do we have? We had a good amount of people come on. Like I was even shocked that I even pulled some of these people to come on the podcast. Um, oh, hi, Fabi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, no, here was my friend. They love child. you. Anyway. Y'all should see the comments, okay? Jumping like joy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was just, I was just unhappy with everything. So I said, you know what? I need to come back with a new cover art. I need a new new energy. So when I started posting the cover art, you see the pastel colors, the pinks and the blues right, and the confetti. Right. And honestly, that was just me trying to project what I didn't feel. So like with confetti, you would project, you see happiness, you feel happiness, you feel um, like, you know what I mean? But I wasn't personally feeling that. So I kind of just put all that into the whole cover art and the concept and everything. Um, So now here we are. (laughs) Okay. And how would you say you feel now with, you know, the rebranding and you guys getting ready to launch? What does that feel like for you? It feels like... It feels like a rebirth, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like the Devon Hour needed this. Like it, it's kind of been very the same way for like the past two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really did need a rebrand, and I feel I just feel so much better. I'm excited for everybody to hear what we have coming up. I'm excited for everyone to see the guests or hear guests that is going to be on the podcast. So yeah, I feel so good about this rebrand. Awesome. I love that. And I love and I think everyone can, you know, take a page out of your notebook and when it comes to branding and just like remembering to kind of stay true to who you are and what you want to project. So if you hate something, don't keep projecting that in your brand. Like it's okay to change things up. Like I even remember when I first started my show and how my how our Instagram our Instagram right now, like I love our Instagram. Like we got scheduled posts. We got a whole plan, bada boom, bada bang, it's lit. Yep. But in the beginning, when I look back, like, that shit was ass. <laughs> like. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Right. I, I feel like when it comes to media, so much of it is very much like you learn as you go type of thing. Like, for sure. So. I love that you, you know, were able to rebrand and, you know, put out, you know, something that you really are proud of and that you love. And that is really great. So now I want to talk a little bit about some inspirations behind this rebrand. Um, how, what, what was the process like? Were you like a mood board type of person? Did you like create a bunch of graphics and then decided like, what was that like to, you know, come up with this new way of expressing so i'm the type of person who really can't sit and plan anything to be honest with you (laughs) because i overthink i have all these ideas and then i write down so much i become overwhelmed just like okay i don't know if i can do this i'm the type of person who could who has to like act on on emotion and feeling um maybe not necessarily the most healthiest thing to do (laughs) but you know it gets the job done that's all that matters um so, yeah, it was, I, I'm not the type to do mood boards or anything. I just have to act on it. So that's what I did. I was just sitting there playing with Photoshop, you know, okay. with the cover art. 
playing with Photoshop, trying whatever works out. I had three different concepts. The first two was absolute garbage. Um, and then, and then um, one of my favorite groups, Little Mix. You see my Instagram. I'll be going up for those girls. Yes. They, yes, they released their album Confetti. Oh. So they released the album Confetti. And so they had this thing where they had all of them in the front. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was like, ooh, let me see if I could do something like that and like put my own twist on it. And I did. And yeah, that's where all that inspiration for at least the cover art and the rebranding came from. But as far as inspiration for the podcast and where I wanted to go, mm-hmm. I really love the podcast to read uh, Kid Fury, Crystal, one of the best black queer podcasts out there. Oh, I'll um, definitely tap into that. Yes, they, they're they so good. They're so good. Um, so that's where the inspiration is now. I kind of just want to... And what they do is like, it's not necessarily a copy. Like they they talk about pop culture. They do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. My podcast is really me taking the inspiration of being yourself and expressing yourself and putting um, and have starting discussions am- around things that you know people usually don't talk about. Right, so right. that's where all that inspiration came from. Okay, yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I love that. I think I'm excited to see like these new episodes. So now, uh, and they're good too. I have to ask. So, with this podcast and your rebranding, um, or even in the future, like, do you do you see yourself like maybe creating a team, or do you have a team that already works on the podcast? What is that looking like for Devin? Yes. Yeah, so I do everything by myself. Mm-hmm. So I do the whole podcast. I edit. I do the art. I do all that all by myself. The goal eventually is to get a team, but it's like it's like your baby. You know, this oh. is something that's been with me through tough times. When there was something that was rough, yes. the one thing that stayed was the Devon Hour. Okay. Period. So right. So it's so hard to like kind of give that to other people, but eventually mm-hmm. I do want to give it up to people. Like I'm tired of doing editing by myself. I'm tired of doing right. all the producing right. and stuff by myself. So eventually we're going to get there. My goal is to give it to a network. Like I want to okay. give the Devon Hour to a network. That's the goal. We're going to uh, manifest sending you all the good <laughs> energy. Yeah. Um, I think that's dope. I definitely feel you on like it being your baby because I'm the same way, but I've learned to, you know, let people in, but I still do so much for my show on my own. Same thing, editing, um, like, you know, cover art, all that, bookings. But a lot of the people on my team, they handle the writing side for my for mm-hmm. our website. So I think that's also kind of like a different entity. But it's tough. And then sometimes people don't do stuff how you like it. No, that's facts. Like... That's because I know how I like my show to be edited. I know how I like the sound. Um, I know what should be getting cut out and what shouldn't be cut out. Right. Um, so I'm very particular. So I, that's why if you're going to join my team, you kind of need to already have my brain. Like you need to download my brain in order to be a part of my team because I I just need to know that I am giving the show off to someone who knows what they're doing, who knows how to present me well. But the best person to present me well is myself, so. We just need someone that gets it, okay? 
and everybody don't get it sometimes. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned earlier how you, you last season on the show you had like some dope guests. So now I must ask if you could interview anybody on the Devon Hour, who would it be and why? Oh, girl, there's a list. <laughs> There's a list. Of course, Mariah Carey, my queen, my fave, my everything. You love I want. I feel like if we got onto a podcast episode together, the tea that would be spilled, the conversation that would be had would be so amazing. <laughs> um, who else? I would love to interview, I don't know, anybody from like reality television. Like, I feel like mm. that'll be dope. But I know a lot of people have been doing a lot, a lot of, like, the America's Next Top Models and the um, Flavor of Love Girls. They've been on certain shows and podcasts and stuff. I'm really interested in doing, like, a real world or, like, the challenge mm. because those shows are good, but the old heads that's on there, like, those people got all the tea because they were on the real world when it was real. Like, before all right. the producers was getting in, before all the editing... These people were living real, real lives. So I really want the real world, interview the real world people. Because I think that would be dope. Would you ever interview someone from like Housewives of Atlanta, like Nini or maybe Bad Girls Club? Listen, I'll do anything for clout. I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I would interview one of them. But I'm very critical of the bad girls because some of the behavior on there is just inexcusable. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse. Oh, they left us in the house. They don't. Some of the stuff that they did on there, right? It's a like, no for me. Um, I will never forget when they threw the Claremont twin stuff. Like they ruined all their clothes. Like they really there was had, no excuse for that. Like they really had to leave that show. Like, and Claremont twins, I love them so bad. Like, people be coming for them, but people just don't understand. Listen, I like their old and new faces. They have an aesthetic. They're not trying to... They're not trying to be, like, what y'all want them to be. Like, you just got to see the vision. It's not for everybody, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they're, they're out here doing their own thing. They're scamming dudes. You know how I am. I, I support it. I am... I'm Yes, do your thing. Scam these dudes. Period. Period. Get a check. Okay. Nah, but I definitely, definitely... Okay, so is there anyone else that you interview? Ooh. Well, I'm a really big fan of, like... You know what I would... X Factor. Like, people mm. who came off the X Factor in the UK. I'm a big UK fan. I love the UK. I love so their art. I love their pop UK, culture. A lot of UK stuff? Like I do watch a lot of UK stuff. I try, I'm trying, like, I've tried to, because when I was out in LA, one of my friends, he's from the UK, so, um, he would tell me, like, about all the shows and stuff, so, like, that's how I started watching Top Boy, um, mm. have you watched it? I haven't watched it, but I heard it was very, very good. It's so good. I, I recognize need, it. I need season two, but it's like a show every, like, episode, like, your heart is, like, like, it's a lot. Like, Hi, you Josh. Gotta, you gotta, you gotta have stamina <laughs> to watch it. Yes. What I suggest, though, get into the reality television in the UK. Like, it is... Their banter is very specific and mm -hmm. is very UK. But right. if you watch, like, Celebrity Big Brother, they're a hot mess. If My you watch, mom and um, sister love Big Brother. I used to watch, but then I stopped. Yeah, you need to get into it. It is, the UK version is so good. 
Um, what else is good? The X Factor was very, very good. Um, what else? I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. They throw celebrities in the forest. Ooh. It's ridiculous. Okay, okay. I definitely, definitely will tap in because, listen, I think I need more shows to watch. So yes, now, it's a hot-ass mess. My next question for you is, we talked about people that you would love to interview, but I must know, like, if you could name, you know, someone that you interviewed so far, like, who would be your favorite? Or a favorite episode? Ooh. Well, the most iconic episode of the Devon Hour will go to my interview with Tynell. Mm-hmm. It was literally a hot mess. He was cursing out the frat boys. Because remember, I was recording it from school. Mm-hmm. So he was cursing out the frat boys that was outside the building. It was just it was just a hot mess. It was a hot mess. But I got my life. I really did. Okay, um, so it was but fun. Out of the interviews I did within the last year, though, some of my favorites were definitely Tracy G. Mm-hmm. Like, the insight that she gave into the industry... Mm. Five years. And also, um, my favorite... I also interviewed some drag queens. My favorite drag queen, Darby Lynn Cartwright. Love her so much. Um, so, yeah. that I think last year was gold. Last year was very gold when it came to interviews. And listen, it's only going up from here, okay? <laughs> also, I want to say for the people in the chat, if y'all have any questions for Devin... Feel free to leave them in the question box and I will try to get through them before, you know, we wrap up. And now I want to know, like, what would you say, how has your, like, experience been being in media thus far? Because we know the industry is interesting, to say the least. Yes. Um, it has been, an, an, like you said, interesting. I think is that's the perfect word. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously being black folk, there's obviously a lot of barriers mm-hmm. that we have to uh, overcome, particularly, especially when it comes to like stereotypes and they want us to do like a certain type of a media or present ourselves a certain way. Right. We're right. either kind of this or that. Um, so it has been very interesting. A lot of people tell me, oh, Devin, you need to be doing this with your platform or you need to be doing this. Which I take in constructive criticism, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to do something that is not true to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So people always in the media always want to tell you how you should go about what you're doing. But if it's not true to me, I'm not going to do it. And that kind of defeats the purpose of me having my own podcast or have my own radio show if I'm going to be doing what you want me to do. Um, Right. So there's been that. But also like it's also been a decent experience too on the flip side though because you get to connect with so many people who's hustling the same way you are like right, right, if it right. wasn't for this media thing me and you would have never connected last year like right so this media thing brought on so much support from people who look like us and we're over here going on each other's shows and hyping each other up connecting with one another um it's just been it's been a really good experience i think the pros outweighs the cons to be honest Okay, yeah, for sure. I would definitely have to agree. Um, you know, it's it, it could be rough, but I think there are, you know, some definitely some highlights of it all. So you graduated from Kane and yep. I have to ask you, how has your post grad experience been like what has that been like in the pandemic, um, being in the industry? It has been a hot ass mess. Let me just let me just run this down. 
because I was um, I was interning for Sirius XM, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously the internship had to end. Right. So I was unemployed after graduation for months. Like I just recently got a job in in November, so I was unemployed. I was like, I don't know what to do. Everything was so um, you didn't know what was going to happen because we're right. all in this pandemic, kind of just waiting things out until things go back to some form of normalcy and it's still not even there yet like exactly so yeah it's been it's been difficult um but nobody everybody always tells you when you get out of school like it's going to be hard for you to get a job period like and i think that the pandemic just added more Uh, on to that i'm scared girl no it's 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 going to be a moment it's going to be a moment some of us get lucky and then we find positions but when did when did when like, were you applying to jobs, like, prior to graduation? Or what was that like for you? Because I know... So, I already had my... So, this is what happened. I had my thing set up. Mm-hmm. So, I was going to continue being with SiriusXM after. Mm-hmm. And so, then, obviously, that had to end. Because, um, because of COVID. I had to be there. I had to be there in person type of thing. So, um, yeah, I was applying immediately once I found out, okay, this is going to continue... I was applying, applying, and then I got so overwhelmed with applying for jobs because literally you stress out over it. Like every email is now an anxiety attack because you don't know if it's going to be a positive one, a negative one. Listen, y'all, I be getting denied, but I just... and that listen that builds character. Yo, it's crazy because I feel like people don't see that though, right? Like people could look at your Instagram and they could be like, "Oh, he worked at SiriusXM, or they worked here, they worked there." Like, yeah, I just find I, someone finally took my ass <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes it really is a lot. Like, there's companies that I've applied for so many times within like undergrad, and they literally told me no every time, and I feel yep. like I had the experience, but it's just. Not for me, for whatever reason. God don't want me to be there, so. Yeah, it's all about timing. Um, yeah, it's, it's not even going to hold you. It's somewhat difficult. It just depends if you go find something or not. But just think about it like this. I think it would have been a lot easier for me if it wasn't for COVID. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, girl, I think you got enough time. I think you're going to get something. You're going to be fine. I hope so. <laughs> 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 Listen, wishful thinking. We're going to manifest it. Yeah, we're going to manifest. Um, but yeah, <laughs> January to May. Um, you know. <laughs> now I must ask: Would you ever? So you said you want the Devon Hour to be picked up by a network, but would yes. you ever like host a show on another network if the opportunity arises, like a radio show on a station or like on a you know TV network? That I would, I would, I would do, I would, you know, be willing to discuss such things. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the main goal is really to get picked up by a network. Like that's my dream. I have already have a couple networks where I want in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the goal. But if anybody offered me something, um, as long as the check clears, where the money resides, where the money resides, where the money resides. As long as okay. I get my deposits, we're fine. Okay, and that's <laughs> now I have to ask. You know, we did go through a period of quarantine, so I have this segment 
It's called Quarantine Q&A, where I basically, like, it's weird because I'm like, we went through a period of quarantine, but, like, technically, yes. we still are in quarantine because, like, outside, not really open for real. Like, I don't know. We're just in limbo. Yep. But when we were in real quarantine, everything was shut down. Yep. What, like, what were you doing, like, at first? How did you feel? Were you still, like, creating... Um, I know you mentioned that you took a lot of time to reflect. So, but what were your initial thoughts when they were like, we're shutting everything down? So I was still in school. So I still had homework to do. I still had to go to class. Um, so that's when everything started. That's where, that's where I was at. Um, I was also, I took the backseat on the Devon hour because I didn't necessarily know what I was going to do. Like, if, am I going to record at home? Right. Like, I didn't know what it was going to be. Um, but then after about a month or so, I said, oh, so this is not going to end. So let me just whip out my mics, um, from home and do what I got to do. Yeah. And then that's when I started applying to jobs. And then I think around the summer, that's when I was like, yeah, Debbie, you need to take some time to really Mm -hmm. reflect because now all these things that you have not been addressing, now they're coming up because you have nothing but time to think. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think a lot of people during the quarantine got the opportunity to reflect. I kind of don't like this whole narrative that people low-key are like show on the internet of, oh, if you weren't working during the quarantine, if you didn't come out smarter, or it's just like... It's a this is my pan- thing. It's a whole pandemic. Let people do what they want to do. Mind your business. <laughs> And keep your mind on your own pockets. Don't worry about nobody else. Worry about yourself. Because some people have the bandwidth to work. Maybe this is the time that they needed to work. Mm -hmm. Good for you. But this is also a lot of time people needed to sit down and relax. Because we were so, we were going, going, going so much. So, worry about yourself. Yeah. I'm always (laughs) a big, like, everyone do what works for them. I think social media tries to do this, like one size fits all and that's not really the case miss me with that please disrespectfully (laughs) so my next quarantine q a is what like shows were you watching during this time or books that you were reading Ooh, well i don't read um tiger king okay i never watched watched tiger king listen i enjoyed the i enjoy watching uh <laughs> watching uh white folk act a fool because we get all the bad stereotypes but these white folk they were acting foolish and i enjoyed every minute of it um <laughs> what else was i watching i rewatched a lot of america's next time model like i rewatched a couple of seasons okay um drag race i watched a lot of drag race i think i'm at this point i'm practically a drag queen so it's fine um what else? A couple. Oh, Sweet Magnolias on Netflix. If you're into like the Gilmore Girls mm. or like any of that, Sweet Magnolias is for you. I'm all about the romantics and, you know, normal lives and stuff like that. So <laughs> I got my life from that. I recommend it. It was a good show. Did you watch <laughs> P-Valley? Who? P-Valley. Did you watch that? No, I did not watch P-Valley. Really? You would think, right? You would think, oh, Devin, yeah, that would be something that you would watch. No. <laughs> I watched it. I loved it so much. I needed to come back. Season two me, please. Um, Listen. Yeah, I might get into it. 
Yeah, it's definitely definitely. Yes, Kiki, Sweet Magnolias. (laughs) That's my cousin. Yes. Yes. Okay. And I'll definitely have to check that out as well. And now my last quarantine question for you is, were there any snacks that you were eating during the quarantine that you was just like, yo, like this really, this is, it's me and my snack. Like this is really my baby. Ben and Jerry's. Mmm. What flavor? Ooh. Um, I became a really big fan of their vegan ice cream, their almond milk ice creams. Oh. Um, I became it was what is, it? is it coconut graham cracker and chocolate chunk. Mm. Okay. The okay. wig <laughs> out the door. Yeah, I, I I like Ben and Jerry's. They definitely have some you know good flavors. And now my final question, because we're going to wrap up now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could leave the listeners slash viewers with one thing to remember about you what would it be and why Ooh, hmm. one thing that the listeners to remember me by um i'm fabulous <laughs> period um no i i am i don't really know you have to just come and listen to the podcast if you really want to get to know this so honestly, I'm a hard worker, period. So come listen to the podcast. Come, come enjoy me side. and listen to me and listen to what other people have to say. That's what I'm gonna leave y'all off with. This podcast season is gonna be good as hell. Yes. Thank you so much for <laughs> chatting with me um, and dropping, you know, the gems and just sharing your experience. I really appreciate it. And I'm super oh, I try, dog. I try duper excited for these new podcast episodes make sure y'all follow Devin um and keep in touch with him and all his amazing work and yeah thank you so much yeah period thank you for having me I'm excited this is fun girl you have a good thing going on over here (laughs) thank you thank you I try I try yes gotta make all my guests (laughs) feel comfortable so listen I'm, I'm happy I finally got to come on it's been a long time coming for real Yes, so thank you so much and take care. Yeah, bye. Bye. And that wraps up our interview with Devin. That was fun. I'm excited to see what, you know, these new podcast um, episodes will be. I'm actually really getting into more podcasts on my mentor Brianna from Power 106, she actually just launched a podcast last week. It's called um, Leave It To Be and Let It Be. And on it, she'll be talking about just like mental health and, you know, being in the industry and how, how, you know, one can navigate that. Or even if you're not in the industry, really just, you know, getting a hold of your mental health. And I think that's super duper important because, listen, if 20... 20 hasn't taught us anything it's taught us that life can really take a toll on you so that is definitely a podcast i recommend i also like this podcast with scotty beam and sylvia obell who follows me on twitter (laughs) um it's super dope they talk about a bunch of stuff like mental health um just again stuff in the industry two black girls chopping it up and yeah it's lit so but as y'all know i have to close out with our new at night 
So this track is by B Morgan and it's called Straight Jacket. So I hope y'all enjoy it and I will see y'all in two weeks. Um, That is really hard for me to say. I will miss y'all, but you know, y'all got me on the gram. Y'all going to be seeing me on vacation. I'm still going to be posting stuff on Black Talk Radio. We're still going to be very much active. So until then, I hope y'all stay safe, happy, and healthy. And yeah, bye.